guys, it's your host, Avery Carl with The Short-Term Shop. I am super excited to dive into our 10-episode mini-series on the Cascade Mountains in Washington State market. Super cool market, really cool part of the country. Wanna give you guys a couple of notes first before we get started. If you guys are looking for up-to-date income numbers or data or purchase prices on properties in these markets, you can find them at theshorttermshop.com. You can set up a search to look for properties in any of the 20 markets that we operate in. You can also sign up to work with any of our short-term shop agents in any of those markets. So if you buy with us in any of those markets, we teach you everything you need to know about how to manage a short-term rental for free. And you can do that at theshorttermshop.com. Also, if you know you want to work with us already, you can email us at agents at the shorttermshop.com and we'll get you set up with one of our agents in one of our 20 markets. We will, we have also got a Facebook group, short-term rental, long-term wealth, same title as my book on Facebook. If you guys want to just join us, it's 60,000 of my closest friends talking about short-term rentals and managing them and buying them all day long. And I believe that's it. And we can go ahead and dive into the show. Make sure to give us a like, follow, five-star review, etc., on YouTube. Instagram, Facebook, all at The Short-Term Shop. I'll stop talking at you and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to episode one, very exciting episode one of the Short-Term Show special episode series, this time on the Cascade Mountains in Washington State. So those of you who are fans of Twilight, like I am, and love the Pacific Northwest for the dorkiest of reasons. This podcast is for you. Some of you are probably turning off the podcast now that I said that. <laughs> but um, Pacific Northwest, a beautiful, beautiful place. And I this is one that I don't know a lot about. So I'm going to be learning as much as you guys on this one. So I have brought in our agent in that market, Doug Wolf, to help me on this podcast. So Doug, how's it going? Introduce yourself to, to everyone. Hi, Avery, and thanks for having me. Uh, I am Doug Wolf, and as you said, I'm the lone short-term shop agent in Washington State. So I'm way out here on the short-term shop island, away from uh, the south, the southeast, um, way away from everybody. So um, I live, I've lived in Washington State for my entire life. So uh, it was pretty cool when I started investing, um, actually in the south and the southeast, um, to like link up with a short-term shop and then um, now to actually be selling properties on behalf of the short-term shop in Washington state is pretty cool. Um, just a little bit about me. I've, like I said, I've lived here my entire life, which is a long time now. Um, I'm getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been married for 26 years now. I have three daughters. Um, I spent 22 years as a public educator, 15 as a teacher and uh, seven as an administrator, and in the spring of 2021, I decided to walk away from that, took a leap of faith, and do real estate full-time. So um, that was a big decision, and looking back now, I'm glad I did it. It's so much fun and uh, so much different and just such a different lifestyle than uh, than working the, the W-2 daily. Um, how to do it again, I, I tell people to save a little bit more money before <laughs> you do it, but uh, it is what it is. Um, investing. Awesome. I've been I've been investing since 2020 in short-term rentals. So my first one was in Orlando. Uh, I bought that in March of 2020, um, which is a significant time because it was the first time Disney World was closing ever. Um, 
was able to get a deal on that property because of the pandemic starting. So uh, started there, and then I bought and sold three different properties with short-term shop in uh, in the Smokies. Uh, I kind of call myself a, a short-term flipper. So I buy distressed properties, I I fix them up either remotely or uh, locally, and then I sell them. Um, I specifically focus on properties that are short-term rentable, um, which gives me kind of an extra flipping market um, for buyers. And then uh, so currently have two and a half doors, I call them, Uh, one in the Smokies, one in Orlando, and I'm doing a new build in Ashford, which is one of the Washington markets that we'll talk about. I think that's everything about me. Did I leave anything <laughs> awesome. out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, I mm. recently became a general contractor as well. So oh. doing uh doing many different things in the real estate world. Yeah, and you still show up to our nine a.m. East team meetings twice a week. Which <laughs> is 6 a.m. your time. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I show up with my camera off and oftentimes laying in my bed, but uh, I'm <laughs> but- I'm there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I'm really excited to learn about this market because a lot of the markets that we've covered already are things that you know I grew up around, grew up going to, so I already know quite a bit about them. But this is a market that is new to me, an area of the country that I haven't spent a lot of time in. So I'm really interested to um, to hear about it. So the Cascade Mountains, what what is that area? And we don't have to get too in the weeds on the area because we've the next episode is going to cover where and what to buy. But what what are the Cascades? Where are they in the state? Why do we want to invest there? Yeah, so a little geography lesson on Washington State. Um, Washington is divided in half by the Cascade Mountains. And so um, the west side, um, the Seattle-Tacoma area, which is m- most well-known, um, is on the west side of the Cascade Range. Um, and then there's the east side of the Cascades. And Literally, the mountain range splits the state right in half from north to south. Um, so that is where the majority of vacationing, the majority of recreation, the majority of um, anything to do in Washington State happens around the Cascade Mountains. Um, yeah, so in terms of like geography, uh, people come from the east side of the state to go to the Cascade Mountains and, and be in the mountains. People come from the the west side of the state to to be in the mountains. Um, an important note about the Cascade Range is that all of the locations where we're marketing short-term rentals are probably are, are within two hours of uh, metropolitan Seattle. So, um, if so growing up here um, on the weekends or um, whenever we decided to do something, we headed to the mountains. Um, we were generally camping. Um, but still, like there's camping opportunities, there's things to do in the mountains. And anybody who is from Washington um, that wants to do something um, or get away often just takes a one or two hour drive to get away into the mountains. Um, so essentially, the four markets that we are focused on in Washington state are along mountain passes uh, from north to south um, across the Cascade Range. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Because I just, I knew the Cascades were a mountain range and that they were in (laughs) Washington, but that's about all I know. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I guess I would add there's some like major volcanoes on the Cascade range. There are two of those in Washington, three of those in Washington state. So Mount Rainier, Mount St. Helens, which which erupted in 1980, and then uh, Mount Adams. And those are all 
kind of central to south um, in Washington State, and they're beautiful. Uh, you know, I actually had to do a uh, historical, I can't remember what it was called, like a historical report or something on in sixth grade on the eruption <laughs> of Mount St. Helens. And this was back like before the internet was like, I mean, obviously the internet existed. I'm not that old, but yeah. it wasn't what it is now. It was, you know, AOL, you got an AOL CD-ROM in the mail right. <laughs> to get on the internet. <laughs> well, uh, so you're you're dating yourself. I'll date myself. I was nine when uh, Mount St. Helens erupted. So I actually uh, got to, to see it from a distance on sunny days. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, not many people can say they saw a, a volcano erupt or yeah. even the effects of it so is that something we have to worry about is this a natural disaster of the pacific northwest that we have to worry about happening like hurricanes in the southeast um no i mean yes and no so i mean the possibility <laughs> well, the, the, the possibility is there um but it's not seasonal like um hurricanes in the in the south you know it's uh or tornadoes even uh occasionally there's a small earthquake because of the the shifting here but uh, we haven't had anything major in a long time and i'm knocking on wood um <laughs> and then eruption wise are pretty rare um the one in 1980 you know was the only one in my lifetime um and mount rainier probably erupted like 200 years ago so oh. um not well, very often it's, <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know um, not a geologist, but you know, it's not like Hawaii where, uh, yeah. you know, they're, they're constantly having eruptions. They're, they're pretty dormant, um, volcanoes. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, okay. Let's go back to where the tourists come from. So Seattle, yeah. Tacoma, what are the other major metropolitan areas in, or is that the only major metropolitan area? Well, in so there's the Puget Sound region. So Seattle and Tacoma, um, are the two major cities. And they've pretty much become connected together. So it, it's called the Puget Sound Corridor, and it is um, pretty much one just big city from um, Seattle south to Tacoma. Um, so definitely getting a lot of tourists driving um, to the mountains from, from those metropolitan areas. Um, we also have uh, we are the the primary port for Alaska cruises. Um, and so a lot of people come to go on an Alaska cruise. They'll come early or they'll stay late. Um, and they will also, you know, vacation in the area to, to see the sites uh, and the attractions um, in Washington State as well. So in the summertime, we'll see a lot of tourists coming from um, coming here specifically to go on a Alaskan cruises. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah. they'll come. They'll fly into Seattle or something to go to on an Alaskan cruise, but they'll also like shoot over the mountains for a few days and do some mountain stuff too. Yeah. Or, okay. um, yeah. So the, but the appeal of, um, all of the Washington state areas that we serve is, is that they're drivable, um, from, from downtown Seattle, where, which is where, um, a lot of wealth is con concentrated. A lot of, uh, upper middle-class people live, um, where a lot of people want to get away. Um, for a weekend or for a long weekend or for a week. Um, a lot, there's a, a huge amount of uh, tech workers in the Seattle Tacoma area. And, and a lot of them will rent a place remotely for a couple of weeks um, to work remotely and then um, also vacation at the same time and kind of double dip. 
So okay. yeah, um, your primary clientele are going to be um, middle to upper middle to uh, high income earners that are from the Seattle area that want to get into the mountains. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and primarily, so they either want to like just get away from the city, um, but they also want a weather change. So one of our markets, Cleelum, is over, it's on the east side of the Cascades, which means it's dry. Uh, oh. It's dry and it's cold. So uh, in the winter, it's dry and warm in the win- in the summer. So uh, people from Seattle go to Cleelum specifically for a change in weather. Um, so let's it, it's almost always nine months out of the year it's gray and rainy um, on the west side um today for example is gray and rainy if i drive to cleom it will be sunny and chilly um, but still sunny um it might be chilly and snowing um it's cold enough over here where it might be snowing over there in the summertime um it might be rainy <laughs> And 65 or 70 over here, you drive over the pass and it will be sunny and 85 um, on the other side of the mountains. So that that climate change is significant. Um, You're basically you're going from a, you know, ocean influenced climate on the west side to a more continental influenced climate on the on the east side, um, which is warmer or colder which are both good because it makes that market in particular a four season market. Okay, so I didn't realize. So I was thinking I was envisioning this big, you know, huge trees and and dark and rainy all the time, but so people go to that part of the state to get some sunshine from Seattle. Correct. Correct. So it's good for the old seasonal depression. Correct. Um and like all of these markets have traditionally been like second home markets. Um more like family cabin or uh, just, you know, second nice luxury home to get away to. Um, and only in the last probably, you know, five to 10 years have they become, um, you know, short-term rental markets or emerging short-term rental markets. Gotcha. Gotcha. So traditionally a second home market, so still not a lot of like primary homeowners. So, you know, second homes and then which a lot of second home markets like 30A in Florida, for example, have kind of become short-term rental markets because people are like, oh, you, you mean I can rent my second home and make Correct. some money? Okay, yes. got it, got it. Yeah. So what are the attractions in that area? So if I'm going to come stay in the Cascade Mountains, what am I doing during the day? Yeah, so I think it depends on which location you end up at and what time of year it is. But um, if you're coming in the summer, you're going to probably want to go to Mount Rainier National Park. So that is the primary national park in Washington state. Um, it gets two and a half million visitors a year. So it's not the Smokies, but um, it's also, so Mount Rainier National Park is interesting because prior to probably the pandemic, um, all of the lodging around there were, were just kind of small mom and pop um, little rentals. Um, and there, there's no established like infrastructure. There's no hotels. There's no, anything around Mount Rainier National Park. And to get there, it's a, it's a two-hour drive. So, you know, it's an entire day to go to the park, to do anything in the park, and then drive back to Seattle or Tacoma, which is where the, the nearest lodging was. Um, and so Mount Rainier National Park now is, since the pandemic, you're seeing a, a, an Airbnb base or a short-term rental base um, where people can go and stay and, and visit for a longer period of time. But anyway, so you would go to Mount Rainier National Park um, because it it's spectacular. It's absolutely 
beautiful. So um, I went on a hike the other day and I, I sent pictures to the team um, of Mount Rainier. And that was just the 30 minute hike that I did um, up a small hill. And I could see for miles. Um, so Mount Rainier is like 14,000 feet. Um, there is a lodge um, at 7,500 feet on the side of Mount Rainier um, called Paradise Paradise Lodge. And there's a, a road that's open all year round that goes into the park um, and goes up to Paradise at 7,500 feet. So even in the summer, you can go up there and there's still snow. Um, uh, and you can half kind of climb the mountain from there uh, on your own. Uh, you can, <laughs> you can uh, get a guide and climb all the way to the top if you want. Um, so Mount Rainier National Park, I mean, just scenery wise, you have to see it. Um, and there are people that come here, uh, it's cloudy and they don't even know it's there. Uh, and then the sun comes out and there's this giant volcano, um, waiting for them to, to see. And it's, it, it's kind of like a magnet that just draws you like, I gotta go there. Um, so that's Mount Rainier. And there are two markets specifically that we, we focus on that are around that national park. Um, there are, let's see. There are five ski areas, um, ski resort areas in Washington State. So in the wintertime um, across those passes, there are um, some pretty good places to ski that are pretty consistently um, have snow and are open from like mid-November until late March. Um, and so each of the markets that we're in access those ski areas. So in the wintertime, you might do some skiing and some snowboarding. Um, there are, so it depends on the area, but, uh, ATV snowmobile trails, there are hundreds and hundreds of miles of ATV and snowmobile trails and horseback riding trails. So that, that's something, um, that you, you would probably do. Um, there's horseback riding, there's golf, there's fishing, there's, uh, mountain biking, uh, just endless, endless waterfalls, lakes, uh, mountain streams, mountain lands, landscapes, views, pretty much any hike you do here has a payoff. Um, so, you know, I hate going on hikes that just end. <laughs> uh, any hike you do here, like, you know, it's worth the effort to to take the hike and to actually get to the place that you're going. I just walked this far and yeah. that's it. <laughs> yes. So I just walked in the woods like, okay, that was fun. No, um, so basically, you know, being outside, being, uh, doing activities outside, white rudder rafting, all, anything you can think of in terms of outdoor activities, you're going to find in any of the markets that, that we have. Okay. Awesome. So there's hiking, there's a national park, there's some skiing. So lots of things to do in terms of, you know, going to do mountain stuff. Yeah. And I would say, um, you know, this golf, but but none of our markets are like extremely commercial. So, you know, I think about the the parkway in the Smokies and yeah. there's, there's nothing even close to that in Washington state. So it really is like getting away um, more than it is going to some, some place to be entertained. So it's getting away. It's, you know, sitting around a fire, it's going on a hike, it's going to see some, you know, some beautiful scenery, um, you know, maybe go play golf or go fishing. It, it really is a an outdoor recreation kind of uh, more quiet getaway market. Okay. And that was going to be my next question. So if you're coming out here, 
<clears throat> to do nature stuff. And are there any little like towns? So I really like to, I do not like to cook on vacation. I like to go see, you know, what the local culture is like. I want to eat at the best restaurants, whether, you know, not necessarily the most expensive restaurants, like the right. best ones, whether that's a hole yeah. in the wall or what mm -hmm. have you. So are there any little towns with restaurants or shops or anything like that? Like, what is that piece of the yeah. attraction so, like? So each each of the location, uh, each location in Washington that we're, we're selling has that. So from south to north, uh, they are Packwood, Ashford, Cleelum, and Gold Bar. Uh, and Gold Bar is kind of like it's a town, but I, I'll explain. But um, so each of those are like quaint little towns. Um, so and each like each of the places that uh, we sell basically the places were logging towns um, way back in the you know early 1900s um, and they've evolved into tourist sort of sort of towns so uh, in each of those places you're going to find a small town you're going to find a few restaurants you're going to find uh, you know a hardware store that also serves as like a, a tourist stop it also sells like sasquatch uh keychains and uh <laughs> you know things like that um with a few little quaint little shops um in in each of those places with the exception of ashford ashford has a gas station and a that sells groceries yeah, and that's about it uh, but packwood uh Cleelum has actually a ton of uh shopping restaurants um has a full-on resort um, called Sancadia that you can really be upscale if you want to. Um, and then Gold Bar Index bearing kind of that area up north has just kind of, it's a highway. So you do 55 and then you slow down and you do 30, you go through a little town and then you speed up, you do 55 and slow down and do 30 and you go through a little town. And each of those little towns um, have amenities and and different things that you would be, you know, restaurants you'd go to or, places that you would shop. <clears throat> okay. Awesome. Cause I definitely, like I said, I want to go eat out. I do not yeah, want to yeah, yeah, yeah. cook in on vacation. Okay. Uh, what else do we need to know uh, about this market? That's kind of the end of the questions that I had. I was definitely thinking it was going to be kind of dark and rainy like Seattle, but I was wrong about that. Yeah. Well, um, so, um, <clears throat> so there are, Three of the locations. So Ashford again. Well, I'll, I'll stay south to north. So so Packwood, Ashford, and Gold Bar are West Side locations, but they're West Side locations that are uh, have some elevation to them. Um, so it might be if you come here at the wrong time, it might be kind of dark and rainy um, in those areas, particularly now. Um, from now till. I don't know, July, <laughs> but also there'll be colder and there'll be snow. So, um, so those West side locations get a ton of snow or some snow. Um, and then if you drive up a little higher, you, you see a ton of snow. For example, you can drive into Mount Rainier National Park in December and see 55 feet of snow. Um, literally it's walls on the side of the road driving up. Um, it's pretty cool. But, um, and then the Cleelum, area and and i say cleon there are three towns there that are short-term rental they're all kind of cleon area but there's also ronald and roslyn um and those are all east side locations and that's where the weather changes and i said that's actually probably our most uh 
lucrative market in, in terms of it's an hour and a half drive on an interstate from Seattle and it is a significant weather change. So that is the one where you're getting that influence um, in terms of looking for change of scenery and a change of weather. Okay. Is there anything else that I haven't asked that you think that the listeners would benefit from hearing about this market um, before we move on to the next episode? I think just um, you can't under, I take it for granted. I've lived here, you know, for 52 years and I, I take the scenery and the the things that you can see here for granted. And then people come here and they're like, this is absolutely incredible. Um, the, the scenery and the views and the, you know, the trees are, you know, eight feet in diameter and, um, you know, just giant forests and beautiful waterfalls and streams. Like the natural beauty of this place is spectacular. And, in, you know, um, if you've never been here, it's just really hard to articulate and to to show people uh, what it's like to actually see those things in person. So, you know, of all the things, I, I would say the scenery and the recreational opportunities um, to get away are the primary things that people should consider um, if they're consider by, considering buying here or if they consider, you know, if they like that sort of thing, maybe investing here as a short-term rental, but also as a second home. Okay. Gotcha. Well, guys, if you're ready to buy a short-term rental with Doug, you can email us at agents at the short-term shop.com and we will get you connected with him. Or if you just want to learn more, you're not quite ready to do that. There's a few ways that you can do that. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. It's called short-term rental, long-term wealth, same title as my book behind me. Or you can also join, we have a live Q and a call every Thursday at noon central. And you can join that at strquestions.com, or you can just hit us on our website at theshorttermshop.com. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. <music>